weekly text based Tanya. This is chapter 52. Okay, out of how many chapters? 53. 53. Oh my goodness, we're getting so close to the end. Okay, I am sick. I have a cold. My throat is sore. Please apologize uh, if I don't sound normal or even perhaps to some degree act normal. Right, we're not normal. We did learn that in Tanya. Okay. Chapter 51, we said we're going to wrap things up here and we're going to return to a concept that was brought up way back in chapter 35. There was a metaphor, a three-part metaphor in chapter 35 that originally comes from the Holy Zohar. What was that metaphor? Oil wick flame, excellent. That, imagine a little lamp, an old-fashioned lamp burning, oil wick and flame. So, when we do mitzvahs, the flame that we generate, meaning the shchina, the presence of Hashem that we are drawing down into this world, the godly light that we are causing to settle into this world, that's like the flame. The body is the wick, and the oil, the fuel that keeps the wick burning are the mitzvahs. That was in chapter 35. And if you'll remember back to chapter 35, 36, 37, we focused on the importance of action, 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 action. And then just in case you might think that action was the only thing that mattered, so then in 38, 39, and 40, we focused on kavona, on the feelings you put into the actions. And then 41 through 50, we went through all these meditations to create more and more emotions to get us to do the mitzvahs with love and awe. So we definitely don't discount the importance of emotion, but if you remember back to 35, 36, 37, action is ultimately the bottom line. Make sense? Okay. So, that's where we're headed. We're headed toward understanding action. But what happens is in 51, we bring up this question and I said, remember last week I warned you, I said, do not tell me, this is really technical and abstract. I, I don't see how this applies to my life. Don't say that, because I already know that you're going to think that. I, I'm telling you that these chapters are very technical and abstract and Kabbalistic. Last week we said, hey, what does it mean that the Shekhinah, that Hashem's presence, dwelled in the Holy of Holies, in the temple? Isn't Hashem everywhere? So then we answered and we said, well, you know what it means? It's like sort of the soul is in the body and the soul makes the body alive and the whole body is alive. The whole body is equally alive. We wouldn't say the one part of the body is more alive and less alive. Yet we know the way that life enters the body is directed through the brain. The brain is what disperses the life force to all of the organs and limbs and is aware of everything going on in all the, all the organs and limbs. And that's sort of what we mean when we say that Hashem dwelled in a special way in the Holy of Holies. We don't mean to say that He wasn't everywhere. What we mean is that the Holy of Holies in the temple served as a sort of brain, in the sense that the brain is where the life force is directed from and emanates outward from to the rest of the body. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so let's try to finish chapter 52 all in one shot today. And as I said, I'm sick, so take it easy on me. I told them I'm sick. 
can hear. You can hear it, yeah. And I'm really sorry. It's okay. So, uh, if you would like to help me with my refuah, then just take it really easy on me this but week. Don't ask yeah, don't ask questions. Just okay. accept. Okay, got it. Question nothing. Don't comment. Don't, don't comment. Don't think. Just, okay, just all right. Like Robin the Queen. It's okay. No, we're not. And I have my tea. Compassion. I have my okay. tea. Hold on. We must have compassion. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll check in with you to make sure you're understanding, okay? I always do that, buddy. Do you ever notice say, that? Mm. I always check in and make sure you're understanding. And we should say yes. Yeah, and you should just say yes, even if you don't. <laughs> That's correct. That's right. Just, yeah, we got it, we got it. We did that for so many years, which is why we're here. Oh, that's true, okay. Okay, we're not going to repeat that trauma. Okay, fine. Okay, everyone understands, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now if you don't understand, you're allowed to say you don't understand, but just then... Yeah, let me explain it. Okay. Eric Nun Beis, chapter 52. Just like in a person, the main place of his life force, the revelation of his life force, is in his brain. And then all the other limbs and organs receive from the brain. So too, by way of analogy, by way of analogy, the main way that the life force enters the worlds to enliven them, is through the Faculties of Rotzin, Chochma, Bina, and Das, which are called Meichen, called brains. And those are in turn in, invested in the Torah and the mitzvahs. Remember back in chapter 3 when we spoke about the ten spheres? Mm-hmm. We only spoke about the ten spheres because we were speaking about the ten soul powers, and we we're saying that the ten soul powers are a reflection of the ten spheres. So we're talking about the ten spheres now. He actually adds one, Ratzain, which is Kesser. He says, Ratzain Chachma Binadas. Normally when we speak about the intellectual spheres, we speak about the three intellectual, the three Meichen or Seichel, and then the seven emotional. Here he mentions four because Ratzain, uh, he includes with them... Um, Different models of the spheroids will interchangeably use Ratzin uh, Chokhmabina, well, they call it Kesser, Kesser Chokhmabina, and some will use Chokhmabina Das. This is Kesser is a crown, literally, and it means the will. Like the will encompasses or goes, like the, like the crown goes on top of the head, the will sort of moves all of the. The, the, the seichel, to, it directs the, the will directs the thought process. And is that Hashem? What? Is that Hashem? Yeah, we're talking about Hashem's spheroids. We're talking about Hashem's spheroids. So, he, all of the worlds, as you know, are built up with these building blocks of the ten spheroids. So, basically, we're talking about how the, the, the ten spheroids operate. That in every world, the world... The, the dimensionality of every plane of reality is the ten spheroids. And the th- 
three intellectual faculties, plus Ratzain, which is sort of an honorary intellectual faculty, are the brain of each world. You understand we're saying, like, every universe has a brain. Just like every body has a brain, every universe has a brain. And it's the Chochmah Bin Adas of that world, which is basically the, the Torah as Torah exists in that world. Like the code? The code, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, Torah is Torah. Well, yeah, well, down here, you tell a story about uh, an ox gored a cow. And inside of that little story of an ox goring a cow, you have secrets of Torah. In higher worlds, they just learn the, the secret. I mean, Torah is Torah, yeah, but the level, the level, yeah. It's not like different rules or different outcomes, but it's like the level at which it's perceived. One of the things that happens after embodiment is that the soul goes up and relearns the Torah it learned down here and says, wow, that was a lot deeper than I realized. That's amazing. And that's part of the delight of Ganed. Okay. The Gili Klolosam Shachazuhu Makara Chayas Shehoelam is Mikabum Kol Echon Bipratus. That Brain is the source of life force for all of the beings in that world. The life force comes off of that brain, so to speak, like another analogy, like the sunshine shining from the sun, or like the aforementioned analogy of the life force that emanates from the brain to the limbs. So the, the Torah of each world is sort of the, the source of the life of each world. Now, this source, from where the spreading forth of the life force occurs, is called Alma Descalio, which is two Aramaic words, the world of revelation, or Matrinisa. Matrinisa means the, like, the aristocratic lady. A lot of times in Gemara you have stories of, like, some Roman matron will have an argument with one of the rabbis. So Matrinisa means, like, the aristocratic lady. Imatata, the lower mother, Who's the higher mother? Bina. Bina's the higher mother. Who's the lower mother? Malchus. Malchus is the lower mother. They're both feminine. Ushchina, or also it's called Shechina, and it's from the word Veshechanti Beseicham, I will dwell within them. Al-Shem Shemakrizehu Reishis Yiskalos Horeinsov, because this level is the first Part, or this, this is the first place of revelation of, of the infinite in each world. Where things become revealed. From this source, Nimshech Lechol Echod, is drawn down to each individual creation, the amount of life force that it needs, and then that life force dwells within that 
being to enliven it. Okay. Just trust me. I know that this is a point. You didn't have to tell me you have no idea what's going on. I knew you had no idea. I knew 30 seconds ago you had no idea what's going on. I wanted to finish the sentence. I had to hold myself back internally. I said, I should explain to them right now what's going on. I said, no, because then I'll have to back up to the beginning of the sentence. So the most efficient way is just finish the sentence and then be like, okay, I know that probably people don't know what's going on. We just, this is not hard at all. It's not hard. We just described a function. That function is revelation. Revelation. Taking life force and revealing it. We said that it has a bunch of names. We, we rattled them off. We said... It's called Alma Descaya, which means the revealed world. It's called Matranisa, the aristocratic lady. It means Imatata, the lower mother. And it's called Shechina, the indwelling presence. And I'll give you another word for it. In Sphiros, it's called Malchus. The lower mother. Yeah. So we were talking about Meichen. Now we're talking about the lowest Sphira. Like, what happened here? Meichen is the highest we said Chachma Bina Das. Okay, so understand something. That the spheroids are patterns that repeat themselves in every Eilam. The structure of the ten spheroids repeats itself in every world. So the lowest sphera of the previous world becomes the highest of the next world. You following? Correct. Like Malchus of the of the higher world becomes Kesser of the lower world. Yeah. What? Yes, it's come up before. Yeah, it's not an uncommon concept yet. So, what we're saying is this indwelling presence, which we call Shechina, or you call it the lower mother, and it's because it's nurturing. It's feminine. It's nurturing. It takes care of that which is beneath it, like a mother taking care of children. Um, that's the the term that we use to describe when a higher degree of spiritual energy concerns itself with a lower realm. So we're just describing the structure of the universes, of the planes of reality, that in each one of them there's this sort of um, jumping off point from whence all of the life force emanates. Okay? All right. That's why this level is also called Aim Habanim, which is a phrase from Tehillim. We say it in Halal. 
this level of the place where the life force emanates out from. The source. It's called Ema Banim, the mother of children. Uknesis Yisrael, it's also called the aggregate of the Jewish people. It's like the source of all the souls. Because that's the source from whence the different levels of souls come out, whether it's in Atzilus or Bria. It's the same pattern, it just repeats itself on different levels. It's all just emanations from this level we call Shechina. It's likened to sunlight that comes from the sun. But the Shechina itself, which is the beginning of Revelation, the way that the infinite becomes revealed, it's the source of how this revelation takes place in each world. Brackets. And like we're saying, in each world, it's relatively only a certain limited amount of light that becomes emanated. It's not possible for each of the worlds to receive the light of its Shekhinah. That that light should really be able to settle in that world. Unless there's a lavush, a garment, which hides some of that light from them. So they don't become nullified out of their existence when they are revealed, when their source is revealed to them. Like light from the sun is non-existent in the sun. There's no sunlight in the sun. In the sun, there's just sun, no sunlight. So there has to be some type of lavush. Don't confuse the word lavush here with lavushim that we were introduced to in chapter 4. Remember in chapter 4 we, we used the term lavushim to mean a person's lavushim. Machshavad ibn Amaisa, thought, speech, and action. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Lavush here means some type of a screen or filter that allows the life force from the Shekhinah to enter a world without undoing that world. When you're revealing too much of the creator to the creation, you could undo the creation. Okay. What? Is this only on the world? This is this is this phenomenon is recurring every sing, on every single level. Atzilas and Bria and Yitzira. Getting enough life force to the world that the world should exist and be alive without nullifying it out of existence. So we need a lavush. We need a garment. We need a garment. So what's the obvious next question? What are the garments? Great. You are 100% right. That's the obvious next question. So let me continue the next words here. 
umahu halavush, and what is the garment? that can hide and enclose the infinite light. And it itself won't get nullified. It's a good question. Because how what are we going to find? What material can hold this or ainsof? And it itself won't get nullified. Yeah. It is Hashem's Ratzain, His will, and His Chachma, His wisdom, etc. etc. means and the Bina and the Das, which are invested in the Teda and the Mitzvahs. Which are revealed to us and our children. What does that mean? Hashem's Ratzin and Chachma and etc. that are revealed to us and our children. What does that mean? It's what you were saying to, ten, to me ten minutes ago. What does it mean that are revealed to us and our children? What were we talking about ten minutes ago? Question that you asked. Isn't there one Torah in all the worlds? That was your question, right? Okay, so what does it mean when he refers to Hashem's Ratzin and Chachma that are revealed to us and our children? Halacha, yeah, yeah, you could use the word halacha, meaning the, the level or the form of Torah that's relatable to our embodied experience. All, even though we know that that's just the level where we relate to it. We know inside of it there's much deeper truth. But the point is, what did he just say here? He said that we need a way for the life force that's emanating from the malchus of the higher world <coughs> to safely enter the next world without nullifying that world so it enters the chachma of the next world, which is the Torah of that world. That like we say, Torah comes from Hashem's chachma. He chachma ilah, the higher chachma. Which is higher than the world of revelation. For he is wise, but not in the knowable sense of wisdom. Let me finish the sentence. Hashem ultimately invests himself in his Chachma, and he and his Chachma are one. So what we've just described is that in every world, I like the word code that you used. In every world there is a code. Code not being like a secret code, like get your decoder ring, but code meaning a rule, a set of rules, a set of fundamental rules. Every world has the code. By rules, I don't mean arbitrary rules, like a bunch of guys get together and they vote to put in a stop sign on their, on their block. By rules, I mean like natural law, like the rules of like how gravity works, you know, things that are, or when you examine 
the structure of uh, human DNA, you see there, there's a certain pattern, there's a certain underlying rule how, how it works. We're talking about inherent structures. So what we're saying here is that there is a, an inherent structure that governs the nature of reality on each plane of reality. That's why it's very important to understand Torah is not um, laws that respond to reality. Torah is laws that create reality. So in each world, the way that the life force that enlivens each world enters each world and is able to be passed on to that world is through Torah as it exists in that world. Hashem's wisdom as it is accessible on that level. And each level accesses Hashem's wisdom in different ways. For us, the most relatable level is halacha. Although within that is contained even the highest levels. So ultimately it comes from Chachmila, the highest Chachma. But it goes down, 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 level after level. Until finally it becomes invested in the 613 mitzvahs as we know them. 613 actionable items that exist in the physical world, not concepts, not abstractions. And as the Torah comes down world after world, the Shechina also follows it and is invested in it in each world. And that is the Holy of Holies in every world. You think Holy of Holies is just a physical spot on earth? It is, yeah, but it's not just a physical spot on earth. Holy of Holies was, yes, where the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would enter only one day a year on Yom Kippur. It is the epicenter of the physical world. It is the location of the heaven the foundation stone from which the entire world was created, the physical world was created. Um, so yes, the Holy of Holies is a, is a spot, is a location. But Holy of Holies is actually a concept, and that concept reiterates on every single plane of creation. And the Holy of Holies is basically the place, and I don't mean a physical location because we're talking about spiritual worlds, um, is the place where the life force for that world enters that world and can be garbed in a way that will protect that world from being nullified by the life force which enlivens it. And that is the Torah as it exists, meaning the divine code or the rules for reality as it exists on that plane of reality. Yeah. So the Torah is the Holy of Holies. Yes. Yes. It is the place it, which is the access point to get the godly energy in a way that we can handle. Okay, so we're, there's, there's two different things going on here. There's not 10, I know we use 10 different terms, but we're talking about two things. One is, call it 
intellect, which the words that we used for that was Chochma bin Adas. We also threw in Ratzain as a fourth part of that cohort. Um, we call that the Torah. We call it Meichen, the brains. So that's one concept. And then we have another concept, which is Shechina, or Matranisa, or Imatata, or Malchus, or Alma Galia, all, all names for one concept. So we have two concepts, not, not ten concepts. We have like a bunch of terms, we have like ten terms we've been using, but we're just talking about two concepts. We're talking about the intellect and the, and the mother. So we're, we're explaining the relationship between those two entities. Basically, Chochmah and Malchus. How Chochmah invests itself, or rather how Malchus invests itself within Chochmah in order to enter the subsequent world. How the, the nurturing energy that the universe requires, just like the life force of a person comes through the brain, that nurturing energy which each universe requires comes in through the code of Torah as it exists in that world. Yes, yeah. And how does that relate to nature? I don't know, you'd have to make your, your question more specific. Well, when you mentioned that a Torah defines how What I mean is the way that that world operates, the rules of that world, the axioms of the world that you take for granted, like that you can't walk through walls and stuff like that. All that is dictated by the code. Yeah. When you say Torah in that world, are you talking about this, let's say, the amount or whatever word we could use to measure the world and the, the type of revelation of Torah in that world? So how does that connect to, like, what was Harsinah? What kind of revelation was that? Was it the level they were at at that moment? Was it the all of it from everywhere else? Like, what, what do you experience? What are you trying to understand? Was all of Torah ever revealed to us? All of Torah? On some level? Well, here's the thing. Torah is still being unpacked because it's infinite. The code was revealed to us. All of the code was revealed to us, but we're still unpacking it because it's infinite. When Mashiach comes, we're going to have a whole new burst of decoding or uncoding the Torah. It won't be a new Torah because the Torah was only given once, but there's infinite amounts of information that can be pulled out of it. Yeah. How much was blocked? What? How much of it was... All. All. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. You mentioned this way that there's four worlds are not physical spaces. Right. So it, which means that a person could be living physically in this space, but <coughs> in other worlds. Yeah. Does that mean that you could access the understanding of the Torah of those worlds in this physical space? Yeah, of course. And we and we are doing it. It's so just. You are in the next. We're all we're simultaneously in all the worlds right now, but but you're only going to be conscious of the lowest world because the definition of a world, Olam, Malosh, and Helam, worlds obscure. So you're only going to be conscious of the lowest world in which you're in. 
even though the higher worlds are contained within the lower worlds. Yes, just not on a conscious level. We're accessing all the benefits of it, we just can't consciously perceive it. Yeah. I think if you give an example of, let's say, like, on this world, do you make a bracha on a good Yeah, yeah. We have that bracha, we know that the same thing. Yeah. That's this level. And yeah. I don't know, like, we're maybe not conscious of the other levels in the upper world of what's coming from other real worlds. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, so you're bringing up something very interesting. Because of Panemius, see, you guys are a little bit, you guys are a little bit disabled by your advantages. Poor little rich kid. You don't realize, you, yeah, a little bit of entitlement. You don't realize that there's a lot of the hidden Torah stuff that is Torah from other worlds that you guys already know. All this talk about spheroids and stuff. Basically, if it's, if it's any more uh, spiritual than practical halacha, you are glimpsing Torah from other worlds. Okay, all right, let's continue here. What? Okay. Yeah. Right? We have two concepts, intellect and mother. Yeah. We're studying the relationship between the two. So yeah. Malchus invests itself right. into Chachma. So let me ask you a question. What does Malchus need to accomplish? Invest. What, what's her job? To invest. <laughs> Why is she investing? In order to accomplish. So we can receive it. Right. So there can be a world. Right. And the world can exist and be taken care of. Great. Wait, what's Malchus? Is that Hashem? Is it's that all Hashem. Hashem. It's an aspect of divinity. It's a it's sphere. An aspect of divinity that we want to tap into. I don't think we're even talking about what we want here. It's just the the reality of how worlds get built. Okay, the Malchus comes through Chachma. It has to come through Chachma. Because this way it doesn't nullify. Right, so it won't nullify the world. Chachma, is that Torah? Chachma is, yeah. Well, you're saying is a question. You know, you know full well what it is. You, you're... You know what it is. So, in other words, the rules, the rules in each world, or the way, they're the same rules in all the worlds, but the way those rules are understood in each world. Like what happens when a ox gores a cow, okay? Those rules in each world are the means through which the, the life for that world enters that world. So the more Torah we have and experience, the more life, the more Malchus. Sure. Sure. Okay. Bina is included with the Chachma. Yeah. Chachma, Bina, Das. They're all together. Okay. Yeah. Could Malchus be a Kli? Is it a Kli? Yeah, it is a Kli. Yeah. Yeah, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a vessel. It receives the Chachma and then it passes it on. And yeah. Okay. Ukamesha Kosov. And this is all through the brain. That links chapter 51, no? Well, this is the, the brain metaphor. Yeah, we're calling this the brain. The Torah of each world is the brain of that world. And like we explained, what is a brain in chapter 51? A brain is the place 
from where the soul emanates out to the rest of the body. So what gives life to each universe is the rules of the Torah that exist in each universe. And that's called the Holy of Holies in each universe. The Torah of each world. So like it says in Kabbalah, in Zayar and in Eitzchayim, that the Shechina is Malchus Tatsilos, and that um, it is the revelation <coughs> of life force that enters the world. That's why it's called speech. It's also called speech. Revelation is speech, because you use speech to reveal your hidden thoughts to someone else. So the the Malchus of Atzilos invests itself in the Chochmabina Das of Bria. Atzilos is the highest world, Bria is the next world. She Chochmabina Das de Bria. And then when that becomes invested in Malchus of Bria, in turn, it creates the Malachim in Bria. By the way, that's where the Talmud that we know, Talmud comes from there. Yeah, why does the Talmud come from there? Because uh, Bria is an intellectual world. It's a world of reason. Talmud is, discussion, is a discussion of reasons. Why do things, why is the law the way it is? Mishnah is, here's the law. Talmud is, why is the law that way? Like it's explained previously in the name of the Tukunizire. We explained that Bria is a world that's dimmed down, relatively speaking, from Atsilas, where the Created beings can receive dashpa from the Chabad of Bria. That's why Talmud comes from there. Shu gamkin bechinis Chabad. Shat Talmud who time alochas al burion. The timeim heim bechinis Chabad. It's all about reasons, explanations, rationale. Alochas atzman the laws themselves, meaning the the psak din do this, do that, kasher apostle. Those are more an expression of Hashem's emotions, kindness, severity, compassion. That's where you get the final rulings of permissible or forbidden, fitting, unfitting, liable, exempt. Like it says also in Tukunim. And then what happens in turn? After the Torah is invested in the Malchus, or the life force is invested in the Malchus of Atzilus, the, the life force of Malchus of Atzilus is invested in Malchus de Bria. And it is, 
שהוא חב"ד יצירה. ובסלבשוסים במחס יצירה נעצרו ארוכס והמלוכים שביצירה. You have the same phenomenon repeats itself over and over again. What happened in Atzilus to Bria happens from Bria to Yitzira and creates the, the beings of Yitzira. He mentions the Ruchais. Ruach is an emotional, you know, this Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. Ruach is the emotional level. That's why he was also saying that the Torah in Yitzira is emotional. It's about the Din. It's about is it good or is it not good. That's more of an emotional thing. That's in Yitzira. In Bria, it's more intellectual. Explain it. Why? What's the thought process behind it? That's where Mishnah comes from. It comes from Yitzira. The final ruling. Which is also an expression of the infinite Chabad. It's just the way that is related in, in Yitzira, which is an emotional world. The reasons of the laws are still there, but in Yitzira, it's, the reasons are hidden within the final rulings. The final rulings are basically an expression of Hashem's emotions, what he likes, what he doesn't like. It's an emotional thing, whether to be to engage in chesed and to release something and allow it to be elevated, or to express gevura and to say, no, this thing can't be elevated. We have like three lines here. But all of this stuff that's happening in all these worlds is an expression of the highest chachma in the highest world. It's just getting translated in each world according to the, 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 the color of that world, so to speak. It's all from Chochmilom, Yechadis Bein Tzav Baruch It's all one with the infinite. Chabad of Atzilus is present in all of its sharing of Baruchum Yuchad Bahen Betachas Yichud. And in the Chabad of Atzilus is the infinite. So the infinite's present on all of these levels. It's just getting translated in each world in terms that are consistent with the style of each world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, did, I just did. I said in every world. Yes. Well, because you're in the last world. That's like you saying, hold on a second. I just used, I just, uh, used uh, a carrot peeler. Carrot peelers were invented 500 years ago. Did I travel on a time machine? What era do I live in? Do you understand my muscle? So we're in Do you understand my muscle? Yes, what? Explain that to everyone else because that was too weird. In, so we take from each world as we go, as we learn, each one comes with us into our next level, our next level, and then we take from each world and we have to 
Well, we're in the culminating level. So we've got everything from the previous levels. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if carrot peelers were invented 500 years ago. If you research it, they were either invented surprisingly recently or they were invented in antiquity, but I don't know. Okay. When I said, um, so, and then everything moves through each world yeah. to create, and then, and then you get to create. To create that world. Okay. You want to use that as an analogy, different states of one thing? Yeah, you could use that. Okay, let's finish it off. We really have, we have two lines here. And then it comes down, we, we spoke about how from it goes from Atzilas to Bria and from Bria to Yitzira. Now we're going to, let's do the last one. And then from there it goes down to Asiya. By the way, it's not just four general worlds. Every world breaks down into sub-worlds, unlimited sub-worlds. <coughs> it's fine. It's the same structure over and over again. You don't have to memorize a new structure. And what, all that happens is Malchus of Atzilus is invested in the Malchus of every world and it goes down and is invested in the Holy of Holies of every world which is the Chabad of every world. Of the next world. The, the subsequent world. Now we understand what it means in Tilim. It's in Ashray, actually. Malchusacha, your Malchus, Malchus kol elamim. Malchusacha, your Malchus, Hashem's Malchus, means Malchus of Atzilos, is in a way the Malchus of every world, because Malchus of Atzilos keeps coming back and reiterating on every level through the Malchus of that world. Through the Shechina, which is invested in the Holy of Holies of each world, remember we have these two things, we have the Shechina, the indwelling presence, investing itself in the Holy of Holies, which is the Torah, or the Moichin, or the Chabad, or the brains of each world, of the next world. That's how every world gets created, and that's how you get all the beings in each world, and the neshamas, and the, uh, the, the souls, and the angels in each world. They, those are created through that, through the malchus of the previous world, investing itself in the holy of holies of the subsequent world. All of them are created by the divine speech, which is also called shechina, divine speech is also called shechina, that was originally spoken in the ten utterances of creation of Breshis, the beginning of, of creation. <coughs> so what we've explained here is a very basic, basic understanding of the structure of reality. That the way <coughs> that worlds exist is that the life force, the infinite life force, invests itself in Malchus, of one world, 
that malchus emanates forth, but is then invested in the Torah of the next world. And that becomes the brain, so to speak, or the nerve center of that world. Now you're all looking at me like, what? But here's the thing I want to explain to you. I already told you that we're not going to explain practical application of this. So if we take that off the table, and I just say to you, I know you're thinking, what does this have to do with regular life? I cannot think of how this will ever be useful. I already took that off the table and said, we're not going to do that today. So I'm just going to ask you one simple question. Even though you can't figure out why you need to know this, do you understand the basic concept that we learned? It's, a, it's a just, we described a, st a structure. It's a pattern, a repeating pattern, okay? So we have a lot of different words. Don't get intimidated by all the different words. The, wor the words are synonyms. They're there to help you. The synonyms just give us different ways of saying the same thing. Hopefully one of them will click, and the, or through the combination of all those terms, you get a more well-rounded understanding of each concept. But basically, like I said, there's two concepts here. There's the malchus and there's the... The Mayhin. But is the emanation the most filtered on this level, or is it like every level has its own filter? Every level has, have its own like has its own it's filter, not, it's not but they're all compounding. The they're compounding. So by the time you get down here, it's filter upon filter right, upon they filter. One and put back, put down right, they don't remove one to put back so to put on. We're the most filtered, sure. Okay? All right, so amazing, we finished chapter 52.